0: oh before we start
1: welcome to up next a podcast i'm one of your hosts steven steffes and i'm joined as always by my better half andrew baldwin the other one
0: the other one
1: hi andy how the hell are you
0: i've honestly never been better uh it's 80 fucking degrees out (laughs) it's not a dry heat so it's awful um how about you man i'm fine par the course
1: andy what the hell album are we talking about this episode
0: i don't know i think you picked it
1: oh yeah in today's episode, we are talking about Jeff Rosenstock's 2016 album titled Worry, period. <laughs> Which I, I definitely like the inclusion of the period at the end of the album title because it, it feels like it's telling me what to do. Like it's not an album about like the... Um, the act of worrying. Yeah, or like the, <laughs> the abstract concept of worry. It's like, no, no, you, listener, Worry.
0: So that's why you picked
1: it. Yeah, I've actually never heard of this guy before. I just saw it, and I'm like, yeah, I, I worry. Yeah, that's a thing I do. That's like the thing I do. But before, Andy, before we kick off the episode proper, I did just want to say this is the first episode of recording since going public, publishing our first two episodes. Just wanted to, you know, give a thanks to anyone that's listening. Yeah. Which is everyone that's hearing this. So, I mean, I didn't think that we would reach... Ten million downloads after two episodes, you know, it's pretty incredible. Um, quite, you know, quite humbled, waiting for that, <laughs> waiting for that, that mattress money to come in or that, DoorDash or whatever, whatever podcast I advertise.
0: Yeah, um, it's just it's such a shame that the Grammys don't recognize podcasts. Um, the the Academy has reached out to us and said, "Yo, if there was a podcast category, you two would have won several by now." But such is life.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, onward and upward, though. Anyway, Andy, I am, as always, super pumped to talk about this particular album with you because I just care what you think about music, you know, and that's why we do this show. So I can just pick your brain about music I like and try to make you like it. Um,
0: I'm excited as well. I'm going to, because, you know, we don't like to give away the goat, but I will preface that I'm very upset by this album. And that's all I'm going to say. And it's not, it's not in a way you think. I'm, I'm trying to do a, a classic misdirect. But uh, Man, I just improv, want you to know. Improv
1: lessons are paying off.
0: I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andrew, how mixed are you? Well, I do take improv. So <laughs> it is a solid 50 50.
1: Um, <laughs> anywho, yeah. So, Andy, dear listener, you might be asking yourself who is Jeff Rosenstock? What is worry? album. And you know what? I have read the Wikipedia article, so I can I can help you out a little bit. I was about to say, could you imagine
0: what podcast hosts had to do to get information before Wikipedia? And I was like, oh, not have podcasts because the technologies went in tandem.
1: <laughs> I don't know why that why that killed me. Oh my god. Okay. Alright, so Jeffrey Rosenstock is an artist from Long Island, New York. He's a time. And quite prolific punk, ska punk, pop punk, indie artist. Uh, he was the front person of the band's Arrogant Sons of Bitches and Bomb the Music Industry um, before starting his solo career. Um, he's done a lot of other collaborations and played with other bands. He actually, I found out in my research for this episode, was on one. Uh, release from one of my very favorite bands AJJ I had no idea he played on that record which is pretty cool to find out in in addition to writing and recording music um, he has also worked as a producer he produced one of Dan Adriano's solo records Dan Adriano of the Alkaline Trio of course Um, and he also founded a record label called quote unquote records um, which you know just to prove what a what a real punk jeff is Uh, this label puts out all its records for free Ooh! what do you think about that andy as a (laughs) a, a professional musician
0: well as one that has only made music from live performances never from like recorded things i don't give a shit
1: (laughs) so you're coming out firmly in, in favor of uh pirating music
0: um it's not pirating if he puts it out for free
1: What I'm hearing is you're okay with people downloading music for free and not paying the artist, so I'm just just going to with that.
0: What I'm saying is you wouldn't steal a car, would you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't have a peg leg and a parrot on your shoulder, would you?
0: What a dumb commercial to make me not want to download movies because, for one, I might be a carjacker.
1: (laughs) Yeah, sounds sounds awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I I would love to steal a car. I play GTA all the time just to fulfill that particular fantasy. Yeah,
0: I have a pretty solid idea of how I would do it. And then <laughs> I'd steal this car and then I'd drive back to my house so I could download a movie illegally. <laughs> all
1: right. So today we're talking about, of course, Worry, which is uh, Rosenstock's second um, solo release. He's put out four, with an asterisk, four solo albums uh, since 2015, the asterisk is that this year he put out a re-recording of his album uh, No Dream from last year, um, but the the reissue this year was titled Ska Dream, where he re-recorded all the songs as ska songs. Nice. Which is, which is lovely. All right, so like I said, this album came out in 2016. It is Jeff Rosenstock on vocals, guitar, keyboard, saxophone, etc. Uh, John did Dominici on bass, Uh, Mike (laughs) Huguenor, no way I got that right, uh, on guitar and backing vocals, and Kevin Higuchi on drums, percussion, and backing vocals. Uh, The album, apparently, I mean, I just heard of it last year and listened to it last year for the first time. Uh, Apparently, at the time it came out, pretty well received. It apparently won Album of the Year from USA Today wow (laughs) yeah right like that surprised me like a publication like that i just assumed like they just picked whatever taylor swift had most recently put out and they were just like yes that is that is the best album
0: usa today okay
1: yeah i had to like go check because like the wikipedia article said that and i was like really so i I went and checked like their you know page from like their top 50 from that year and yeah number one jeff rosenstock worry
0: USA Today, you bought yourself a new subscriber. Just kidding. I will never pay a newspaper a dime.
1: People like you are why independent journalism is dying.
0: Good. <laughs> 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 we need, there aren't enough of me because they're still holding on.
1: So, what is this album? I mean, what is this album not? It is 37 minutes, 17 tracks a variety of genres you're gonna get some punk you're gonna get some ska some indie some uh folk punk in there you know just some straight up alt rock 90s sound and stuff
0: dude i will say when like i pulled this up today or like i was like shit i need to listen to this <laughs> and i just googled it to see the track listing and i was like 17 tracks and I'm like steve is just trying to pay me back for that long for the internet's several too long songs but then i looked at the times i'm like all right several 30 second songs several one minute songs i'm like okay yeah this isn't that technically
1: bad. 17 tracks i actually i didn't realize it was that many until i was like you know sitting down to like prepare for this episode because i think when i'm more passively listening to it especially on the back half we'll talk about like how the songs sort of just flow together yeah. Like I wouldn't even realize that like three songs had passed. I just assume I was still on, on whatever one I started with. So yeah, I guess I'll just give my like quick overview thoughts of this record. Um, this is, in my opinion, incredible. It's right up my alley musically. Um, it's kind of like a sample platter of like all these different genres I like, um, but they all sound, you know, like they belong together. Um, I love the lyrical content which i know andy you don't care about lyrics but i don't want to hear it it's fantastic i think uh jeff rosenstock's a fantastic songwriter we can talk about that in more detail later i think everything is super catchy on this record i really like like the energy of it you can hear the passion coming through um i recommend watching live videos of jeff rosenstock and his band performing because like he's just going all out the whole time like jumping around on stage dancing like going crazy it's great um I like the different instrumentation that gets brought in. There's some saxophone, a lot of synth lines. Um, there's some sort of, I don't know, help me help me out, Andy. Is it like a xylophone or bells or something like that in a lot of the songs?
0: Yeah, yeah, like some, some like bells are, you know, like some like electronic bell
1: sound. Right, yeah. I also think there's some theremin on some tracks, and I only Ooh. say that because, like, I wouldn't, I would just assume, like, it's synth or whatever, but um, I mentioned that Jeff Rosenstock played on an AJJ album a while back, and he's credited with playing Theremin on some of those songs. So, <laughs> so Andy, what did you think? My overall yeah, thoughts? High-level impressions. What did you think of this album?
0: Um, so, I was really pissed because I liked it. <laughs> um, but, but I will say, I, like, I would have to sit with it, right? Because I, I listened to the album three times through today. And it made, I was like, originally I was like, I'm going to go into this episode and just be like, it's fine. But it's fine with an asterisk. And that asterisk meaning that if I sat with this album, I know I would like it more and I would find more things. But like not, like two songs I really genuinely love and we'll get into that. But the rest I'm like, it's, it's good. Like this is like a, we, we, <laughs> we go to see the Lawrence Arms And then I don't know any of the openers, but you do. But I'm like, holy shit, that was really nice. Like, this is like he seems like a group that if he was opening for a band I went to see, I would be really stoked and I would go buy his album afterwards because I was like, you know, I was turned on to the music enough that I'm like, I need to bring this back home with me so I can further invest myself into it more. But I agree. The th- these are the three things I wrote for my overall things. Bullet point number one. Really like his use of electronics, synths, keyboards, etc. with the typical punk voicings. Nice. Uh, bullet point number two. Nicely mixed and produced. Bullet point number three. Real solid use of harmonies. Tactful, not overused, and they're always very tight sometimes people be sleeping on punk rock harmonies like yeah like i was listening to some heart and lung the other day and i'm like man if they weren't like screaming and like you took away the distortion it's a beach boy song it's type <laughs> beach boys harmonies
1: yeah i think there's something to that like if the person doesn't have like a if they're not singing like in a sort of clean like conventional voice you know or like even if just frankly their voice isn't like quote unquote like that good <laughs> <laughs> like I think I think good songwriting and good like uh harmonization just gets overlooked
0: oh for sure yeah.
1: which I think I think Jeff Rosenstock's an example like I really love I mean obviously I listen to a lot of punk music so like I'm a big fan of artists and singers that like don't have that like conventionally like beautiful like idyllic singing voice you know but they still just like go for it you know um, hey, man. and they make up for it in you know just bring that passion that energy
0: and like i am a sucker for gang vocals uh and <laughs> he uses them so much like not like overdone i'm like hell yeah everyone yeah, in the sure. band needs to scream the hook right <laughs> that is that's not sarcasm i want that all of the time
1: yeah so yeah when i was um one reason i picked this album is because i th- i thought there was a chance you'd like it a lot um the like this this use of the synths along with sort of like the pop punk music made me think of and this might not be an apt comparison because i don't know the band that well but i know you're a big like motion city fan yes i don't know i don't know if you made a connection or if there was if it was reminiscent at all for you or
0: oh yeah anytime anytime i hear a synth i was just like okay (laughs) motion city soundtrack wannabe
1: i guess that's not what i was going for but hey it worked so
0: (laughs) no he clearly isn't trying to be a motion city soundtrack
1: no he doesn't have the the really cool hairstyle
0: damn straight
1: <laughs> so so i think that doing like a full track by track might be tough on this one because there are 17 tracks i mean we can do that maybe when we get to the back half where they all kind of blend together we can just kind of talk about like that last chunk as one piece oh, I, I don't know how you want how you want to handle it but
0: I, I think that's fine because that is what would have ended up happening yeah
1: I mean, otherwise, I'm, I'm good to start, like, with the first half of the record and, and just go on kind of track by track like we normally have been. Dude, let's do it. All right. We begged to explode.
0: Tricked me. It started out and literally, I think I was just sitting in my apartment and I start listening to this and out loud, I was like, oh, fucking A, Steve. Folk. <laughs> <laughs> and then it gets into it. I'm like, okay. All right, like the second half of it, like when it ends, I was like, "Nice gang vocals." All right, here we go.
1: Yeah, this one has a great build. Um, I think it's a good opening track because yeah, it starts kind of with that like piano and you know it's kind of slow and chill and quiet, and then yeah, it really, really takes off.
0: Uh, Yeah, it was good. It it fooled me. I was so angry for like a minute and a half.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You just felt like you'd been deceived.
0: I thought I was deceived because I was like, uh, again, because Alana was like, man, you really hate folk music. I was like, I don't hate folk music, but I definitely couldn't listen to 17 tracks of it in a row. <laughs> like, I'm not about, like, the second if I'm in the car and I hear simply folk come on, I need to change the radio station.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if it was 17 three and a half minute tracks that all sounded like the first half of that song, that would be pretty rough.
0: Right, yeah. But yeah, solid opening, dude. If you don't mind moving along to uh, Pash Rash. Pash Rash. This is... uh The next two are my... Like, these two are my favorite on the album. So I... What did I... I wrote one of my faves, um, if not my favorite. And I just really liked the vocal melody and just, like, the tight harmonies at the end. And... See, so, like, you... You can be really drawn on like lyrics specifically. I can be very drawn on a super specific part of the melody. Mm. So, like, um, when he starts singing, like, and he's that is this, that's the seventh of the scale. And I was like, Nerd. oh, that's hit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Pash Rash. Hell yeah.
1: That's a good one.
0: And it, you know, starts off slow and then like just fuck. Get into it is that it ramps the, up is that
1: the one where it, it begins with just him on like vocals and acoustic guitar and it sounds like super far away and then like it kind yeah. of like, the, the full band comes in and yeah track three festival song which i think is also the name of a song by good charlotte that's actually pretty good like don't judge me for liking a <laughs> good charlotte song but
0: who didn't who who our age did not appreciate good charlotte um by the way we are 22 so <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine 22 year olds running around listening to good
1: charlotte doing podcasts
0: (laughs) (laughs) doing podcasts um yeah festival song yeah that synth line so solid yeah uh I i just like he doubles also very rarely and i'm gonna make this generalization not being able to recall this album specifically you know but it like a lot of the things are always doubled right it's like a synth effect with the guitar line mm. it's the guitar line with like the bells so it's a really nice blending and i'm like hell yeah and they're just you know like nice little hooks
1: and Absolutely. the whoa you can't go wrong with screaming whoa oh gotta love the woes i think initially listening to the song like the way it starts with just the the woes i think it was kind of. I was like, oh, like I'm not really into that, but um it grew on me and like the rest of the track is just so strong in my opinion. Oh yeah, um, it's just so catchy and like this is probably one of my favorite tracks lyrically. Um you know, just the way he's kind of I mean just the line alone that gets repeated, you know, they wouldn't be your friend if you weren't worth, worth something, if you didn't have something they could take, you know, and he's kind of talking about in my reading and the reading of smarter people I read about this. <laughs> like <laughs> you know just our relationship with social media companies and how we're just you know a commodity to them essentially you know um and yeah it, it kind of calls out like um hypocritical kind of fake people in punk like and like okay i'm not trying to like call it anybody i would never dare to call myself a punk because i'm not a punk and even if i was <laughs> i would know better than to call myself that because that's just a dangerous game to play but you know (laughs) he's got the line like this is not a movement it's just careful entertainment for an easy demographic in our sweatshop denim jackets and it's like damn dude like (laughs) (laughs) because I think in a lot of like countercultures and like whatever like scenes like for people it's all about the fashion right like oh yeah I've got my like got my leather jacket with patches on it you know I got my mohawk you know but like that's about as deep as it goes um, which once again I'm a horribly hypocritical person in so many ways I'm not trying to like call anybody out don't get me wrong
0: real good save <laughs>
1: we don't we don't
0: want we don't want to get you know we don't want to blow up in a bad way because
1: right yeah no
0: Steven Steffes is calling out um he's he's shaming people's appearances yeah
1: I'm shaming fake punks funks it also there's a good bit where he kind of talks about how you know even when there are movements for like social change or whatever they get kind of co-opted right by like the the big money players you know he has the bit about um we organize through avenues they lace with advertisements so the ones we try to rage against are still lining their pockets and that just reminded me of like you know this came out in 2016 but like with like Black Lives Matter last year and just seeing all the brands getting on board and like,
0: oh, yeah, you know, like, or like right now, you know, uh, I don't know when this will go out, but while we're recording, it's June, so it's pride. So oh, you're yeah, seeing absolutely. like, you, like, targets like buy rainbow shirts and you're like, come on now, like, Jesus Christ, yeah.
1: And like, even if I suppose like if you're using Twitter and Facebook or whatever to like organize your like social movement, like, I guess that's the tool you have, right? But like, the, you know, the, the people that cause all of our problems are still just making bank off of it in the end. So, you right. know, getting your, your bit of uh, cheer and hope from the Up Next podcast this evening.
0: Yeah, I'm really glad that you apparently listened to the lyrics. Uh, I noticed you didn't mention the synth lines at all. Did we talk <laughs> about how happy those sounded? <laughs> that's that so is, nice. That's the
1: funny thing with music like this, where, like, so many of the songs are, like, kind of, they're just so upbeat and catchy and everything, but then, yeah, like, the lyrics are just, like, a big bummer. So i love it but i know you're such a sad boy <laughs> i think so far like the the memes of this show are you must call me a sad boy every episode and, and apparently we must mention the lawrence arms every episode which i mean have i'm we? okay with i don't know for sure it seems to come up often but that's just a common touch point you and i have and it's a band that do you like the lawrence arms i mean i've heard of them they're all right yeah but it is a band that everyone should listen to and uh if you don't go listen to the full lawrence arms discography immediately you're you're banned from the podcast
0: and steve knows he'll know uh we don't want to say why because it'll freak you out but he'll know
1: there are few enough listeners that i can check (laughs) (laughs) they're in our
0: households (laughs) oh god so andy
1: i've been i've been staring out the window at your old apartment
0: I hate that. I, I lo- that was a solidly long title, which I appreciated. Um, this was a song that I guess kind of like your, your first take on festival song. I was like, okay, because, you know, it opens with like a, like, an electro- like an electronic keyboard, like a Wurlitzer. Um, and it was just giving me like Beatles vibes. And I was Definitely. like, yeah, this is like, like
1: some Sgt. Pepper's stuff right here.
0: Yeah, I was like, "Ugh, okay." And it's like, I'm not opposed oh. to those things, but I was
1: like, "Oh, you, you thought Beatles vibe and like thought it was a bad thing." Oh, Ugh.
0: well, I, I was about to be like, not as stoked, like to follow the song that it is. I was just like, "Okay, that's a vibe change," and it is like obviously very different vibes. But then, um, as it goes on, like went on, I was like, "Okay, now this is like solid," and I really liked um, the. Harmony and the vocal line when he's like in the chorus singing like the nowhere to go now. um, One of my favorite cliched things in like punk or just rock is uh, this will mean probably nothing to everyone listening, but it's when you're on the four chord and mm. then you make it a minor four um you but if you listen to that you're like oh shit that's what that is i love the minor four um i really hope you're not kidding it's just <laughs> it's you'll listen to like if i were to point it out you're like you're grooving it's just they hold that chord and then they just flat that that third and you're like ooh, what a fucking what
1: a mood that's probably something i noticed but like could not could never put like a, my thumb on you know i could never like identify what it was that i liked so thank you for enlightening me oh you're welcome but yeah, I thought, it, no, it was a good song. I was o- o- initially
0: turned off because I'm like, are they just trying to give us Beatles vibes after this fucking rager? But then I was like, okay.
1: Yeah, I think it's cool. It got the star emoji uh, in, in my notes document. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, got a, it got a heart. Oh, no, yellow star. <laughs> Look, it's a good visual cue. A- a- when, we're, when we're recording, I can see which songs I like, so I don't have to remember. That's fair. I just write fave.
0: <laughs>
1: but Andy, before we stop recording for the night... Please, wave goodnight to me. Are you going to do this? With ev- <laughs> now, now that's a bit, you have to do it. Um, um, there, you, are some, you- there are some tough song titles coming up. I'm not going to be able to do that for everyone.
0: Well, you're going to try, though. And you're going to fail, and it's going to stay. You're not going to cut it out. Um, we'll wave it. goodnight to me. It was slight ska vibes. Obviously, mm. like they have a more ska tune later. Or he does. But uh, I thought it was nice. I didn't think it was... Like, from here on out, most of the songs I wrote, not my fave, but like, it's not bad. You know, it's like, yeah. th- I'd listen to it more and I'd be like, oh, I appreciate it more, but I do appreciate the album. But, uh, I really liked, like you were saying, uh, like halfway through, is it the second verse, second chorus, but then a sax and like bells come in yeah. and I'm like, all right, nice. You know, just like, he, he's really good at layering it, layering and textures throughout mm-hmm. this album
1: yeah I think a lot of artists in this genre like in, in punk in general are, are maybe a bit too like too much of purists about like no, it should just be guitar's drums bass, you know, and like anything else is is not allowed and I do like when people can kind of tastefully um you know add in other things
0: i mean i I remember I was like looking back at not that i like I think I'm a good <laughs> like songwriter I'm not saying I'm the best by any means, but I was like one day like some shit that i wrote in high school came up on my like shuffle you know i was not like the ipod shuffle i'm not that lame but i was just shuffling my tunes and i was just listening I'm like i was like oh this wasn't that bad you know for high school me and i was like holy shit i literally only play three chords for the entire song but i just I was like, okay, what did I do to make this not sound stupid to me? And I was like, okay, I played around with, like, layering. And mm. just, and even though, like, I was, you know, it was the same three chords, I would add, like, little lines over the chords to, like, help make it seem more interesting during, like, the chorus and then pull it out during the verse. And I'm not saying this like I'm the first fucking person to do it. I feel that's, like, the bread and butter of a lot of the punk groups that I like.
1: They, they're they really good at that kind of shit. Mm. I was just thinking we should start a Patreon and, like, a certain tier should get to listen to, like, your high school recordings. Or, Ooh, I don't know if anyone has that much money. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I want you to share your uh, killing in the name of cover.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hell no! Never. No one will ever hear that. If I could have someone, I'm proud of shitty little high school baby Andrews playing all of the instruments. That's not bad, is it? The best, obviously not. But I just do not sound like an angry Hispanic man. I just I sound like a very I sound like a 17 year old that lived an okay life up to that point and did not know what capitalism was.
1: Get down. We spent the last shall we talk about the next track to be a ghost dot dot dot
0: i was hoping you were gonna try some bit you didn't do it i, got I was nothing. gonna try to set you up I, I saw you thinking about it and then you just gave up before you yeah. even tried story of my life you know what my first note on this one is Hit me with it. Nice.
1: Actually noticed the lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say, man, if you if you didn't like have something to say about (laughs) the lyrics on this one, we might have a problem.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, But skipping the lyrics because they're stupid. I'm kidding. Um, You know, I, I was like a solid slower acoustic punk jam. But then you know, like the band comes in halfway through, and I was like, all right, again, really good at playing with with layering and blending like acoustic vibes but being like hey we need to bring in a full band
1: yeah and i mean not to dwell on the lyrics too much but like i don't know i feel like recording this in friggin 2021 i mean it's just worth calling out you know the opening line fuck off the internet i'm tired of circling amongst apologists who love ignoring the reality of unarmed civilians executed publicly so i mean no one needs to hear my take <laughs> on like <laughs> police brutality, BLM, etc. Much smarter people are out there than me. But like <sighs> apologists for cops, like police aren't supposed to kill people. They're not even supposed to kill the bad people, and I'm supposed to kill the guilty people. So like, aside from very rare, exceptional instances, if you're defending cops killing people, you got a problem.
0: That's really good. Um, I I appreciated hearing that because I've I've not heard that. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, fr- a pretty,
1: <laughs> pretty, <laughs> it's pretty. Been,
0: it's pretty revolutionary thought.
1: <laughs> I've been sitting on this for a while and just kind of trying to form my thoughts, and I just thought the world needed to hear my my hot take that cops <laughs> shouldn't kill people.
0: Well, uh, you know whose hot take I want to hear, uh, Pietro,
1: sixty years old. <laughs> I've got no, I've got zero notes for the song.
0: Okay, um, this is the start of what is a trend this this is like a start and then a break and then it continues but this was the start of me saying "eh," clearly just like it's a lead into the next tune because like you were like saying before this song goes right into the next one and then it did not need to exist like i'm neither here nor there right on it needing to exist i could care less um but that's what like a lot of these things are it's like what I'm not mad that it exists, but maybe it should have just been part
1: of the next song, which is I did something weird last night, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we just jump into that one? Because, yeah, I really got nothing else to say on Pietro. I mean, Pietro sounds like a cool dude. So, but, you know, that's all I got. I did something weird last night. I like that, you know, it was a nice 12-8
0: groove, and it was, like, a change-up. Like, we've had some, like, triplet based grooves prior, but this was... I don't know. I wrote that it was a nice groove change up just in the lineup of songs we have heard pre- like previous. It wasn't necessary. It wasn't like I was getting bogged down on it, but it was nice.
1: Um I got I got a serious question and like we can keep this in or not, but how how do you determine the time signature? Cuz to some extent it's arbitrary, right? It's just like how you feel it.
0: Yeah, which is important and in that sense makes it not arbitrary, right? So 12/8 mm. What you're saying is, right, they're like the 12 eighth notes, but they're in groups of three, so the strong beats are still four. So you okay. can still think of it in 4-4, four, four, but then if you think of it in 4-4, four, four, you have to think of it as triplets, right? Because it's not... So that changes how you'll interpret, like, especially if you're... I'm going to say funk because it's just easier for mm-hmm. me to explain it that way. So if you are playing funk, you can think of it It's every like everything's just still in four. It's like, but if I'm thinking it's tripletized, then that means I will do like my bass drum doubles will be like you know more loose, Mm -hmm. not as like you know. Whereas if it was sixteenth note, so stuck in four four, right. So it's more rigid and squared off so it, it can be arbitrary but it isn't most yeah. of the time
1: i asked for clarification because i was listening to the song and i was like this feels like four like kind of like a shuffle you know swinging four but i was like can also count it like a six so you know i was just curious you know how you got to the 12 which is divisible by both four and six so <laughs> yeah
0: because if you were doing if you were doing six eight it just makes it you know yeah count faster Exactly. You know, we just like to feel things in like like equal phrases. So it's like, Mm. like you'll hear a line, and it's probably like two four bar phrases. Whereas if you were putting it in six eight, now it's like some exponentially longer. Not exponentially longer, but it's longer, and it makes weirder phrases. You know. Yeah. You don't think of, you know, you don't think of eight. You won't think of two eight bar phrases for like these little punk riffs music theory 101 if you subscribe to the second tier of our patreon (laughs) you can get these free lessons
1: yeah or you can opt to just have andy spank you with a music theory book osmosis yeah whatever you're into did you have anything else on this song on something weird last night i thought it was fine that's that i mean that's what i wrote i was like it's you know it's kind of like a sweet song about falling in love you know yeah you're like i didn't pay attention to the words i
0: did not i, w- I was cause when i was i was listening to a youtube playlist of this album and it was a music video of him like fighting a mountain dew bottle or
1: something <laughs> i haven't i have not seen any of his music videos actually so that's funny
0: um but you know it's just really hot it's like a blast damage day <laughs> <laughs>
1: man all these days been blast damaged
0: Oh, man, what did I, I didn't have too much to write on this because I was like, you know, it's not a bad tune. I'm not in love with it. Um, I liked how he uses this is. I made a point to say I really like the electronic sounds in this one. Blending with the acoustic sounds. Really? I, he has like a like slight reverb or echo or like distance on his voice during the verse. And I really liked that effect.
1: Yeah, I was going to say this is not one of my favorites on the album, but like I, I do like. Um, it's a little bit different than everything else Um, and I I guess I focused on the vocals like I wasn't sure if it was the way he was delivering the vocals or they were being recorded and produced but yeah it's sort of like more distant and he's not like yelling and screaming you know he's kind of just doing a more normal ass sing which is uh, I guess unique on the record yeah and kind of makes me want to bang on
0: the door dude uh bang on the door this is what I
1: wrote very punk uh short didn't need to be added whatever <laughs> so this and the following two songs are among my favorites on the album i like this this triumvirate that we're about to get into oh yeah i just think this one's super catchy and i really like the uh guess like the bridge slash outro bit like where everything drops out and it's just vocals and bass and maybe like the drums are doing something to keep time um it's just i don't know super catchy i like it i don't know
0: i mean I dug the next one rainbow because my it's just I wrote ska 10 <laughs> exclamation marks. I know I love it made me want to play Tony Hawk. <laughs> uh,
1: I'll be your Superman. That was on that soundtrack, right? <laughs> uh, it was, it was not yes. the Eminem one, the other one, the ska thing. <laughs> <one>. um. <laughs> the Eminem's only ska <laughs> tune. <laughs> yeah, I like that. like. I guess most albums that are not ska albums and like a random ska song shows up, it would seem real weird. I don't know. Maybe it's just cause I kinda know his background is in like ska punk. It didn't seem weird to me, but like I don't know, did it seem weird to you when it came on? No, because um it fits with everything else somehow.
0: I had like when I when it's your choice, I will like Wikipedia the person and then go to the album just so I can like have like the track list up just in a nice cohesive place. So I did quickly see that like he comes from a ska background, so I was like, okay, it's not like you know you're listening to the Boston Pops and then they go into a a fucking ska song. You're like, ooh, this is this is not characteristic.
1: That'd be be awesome though. I really liked. I I do. I I still think it works and fits in just because there are like elements of that throughout the album. I think like you mentioned, but I really liked in like the verses, like the call and response between like Jeff as a lead singer and like the like the gang vocals, you know, going back and forth. Um, And this is another one where, like, it's such, like, a bright, upbeat, like, happy-sounding ska song about, like, getting evicted.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This, so you really liked, it's funny, because when I listen to Planet Luxury, so I wrote SO PUNK, all caps, SCREAMING FAST PUNK, another 30-second song yeah um and i but i wrote and i wrote steve's probably really
1: liking this (laughs) (laughs) you know me so well yeah i mean it's it's just a nice short straight ahead like hardcore punk song and like i like i don't listen to a lot of hardcore but like i like that this is just part of that sample platter of like all the different you know genres um that either i'm into or i'm sort of adjacent to being into um and once again not that you can understand the lyrics while listening to this but like lyrical content, man. It comes through every time and it fits the energy of the song because he's it's a very aggressive, loud, angry sounding song. And it's a you know, just a song about how the powers that be, you know, keep uh keep everyone down. So it works.
0: Well, I don't I don't want to s- stick on Planet Luxury too long cuz it seems like a hell hole.
1: <laughs> You're so much you're so much uh, better at that than me. once again those improv lessons paying off
0: (laughs) i wrote oh cute glock or bells doubling the like guitar up top not a bad song not doing much for me
1: he's got a glock i thought it was like an ar-15
0: i hate you passionately i I
1: have now said the two types of guns that i know
0: yeah same (laughs) what about a is it colt 45 a gun or like the bullet you use i thought that
1: was like a malt liquor drink
0: am i just thinking of a rapper the rapper named colt 45
1: um i don't know i think i think lil uzi vert is a gun
0: no 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 you're uh you're thinking of da (laughs) baby oh
1: oh cardi da (laughs) baby
0: god damn we're off
1: cardi b da (laughs) baby
0: if you don't have anything to say about hell we're moving on
1: um, no, I guess I just liked a couple things about it. Uh, once again, not a standout for me, but it, it's a bit of sort of a, a, rest from the, the frantic pace of the last few songs, you know, kind of, kind of slows things down. Um, and I liked that when he does the chorus the second time, he just like slightly tweaks the lyrics, like maybe just like one or two words and it's like in double time. And that's just like, you know, a couple simple tricks to, uh, to satisfy this guy.
0: Yeah, man uh it go and like again most of these towards the end it goes um ataka which means no break it goes into the next tune which is uh june 21st and i i this again i just thought it could have just been the same song and i'm not like keyed into the lyrics as much as you are so i don't know how disjunct that would have made it but you know it's not weird to have many people have songs where like the first half is just some subject matter and then for no reason the second half is Mm -hmm. another so i think it would have just been fine had he done that because they're both just short songs
1: yeah i think yeah both hellhole and june 21st they don't do a whole lot for me i mean they're i think they're still good solid songs like i I think everything on this album is good so i like i'm here for it if i'm listening to the record all the way through like i'm not skipping it i enjoy it but yeah like these weren't weren't standouts for me
0: I'll just and uh feel free to I'm going to do it regardless but feel free to do it differently. The last 3, The Fuzz, While You're Alive and then Perfect Sound whatever. The Fuzz, you know, I was like much fuzz guitar, not bad. Punk whatever. Um While You're Alive. I liked the vibe of the chorus because it's just pretty mellow and then it comes in like a four on the floor and it I was like, fuck, who is this reminding me of? And it reminded me of just, like, Arcade Fire, um, because it was, like, like Lies is the song that I was specifically thinking of, but it was making me think of that. And then, I mean, it comes back, and when they go to the chorus the second time, it's just a regular, like, groove, not, like, just, like, accenting every quarter note. But I was like, okay, this is something. It's nice. And then 17... Uh, track 17 perfect sound whatever I thought it was not a bad closer and you know I dig the screaming vocals it was like and it wasn't crazy it was kind of like subdued is like wrong but right you know it wasn't like a screaming fast punk song mm-hmm. but it was just like a nice closer to the experience of the album
1: agreed yeah i'll just give my quick overview on on the last three tracks um i did not catch that the fuzz had a lot of fuzz guitar that's pretty funny because like the fuzz like a right that's like a term for the cops right this is another song about kind of a protest song against police violence and brutality i didn't catch that kind of haha it's the fuzz we got fuzz guitar (laughs) very good i like the beginning of it It has like the electronic stuff going on it's kind of like chiptune music Is what it reminds me of i like that it's cool um while you're alive man the one thing just to talk about lyrics because that's what i do on the show i really like the um like the closing line of the song you know i forget what he says specifically before it's something about like love isn't what they show us on TV, blah 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 blah, this like idyllic thing. He says, it's a home that can burn, it's a limb to freeze, it's worry. Love is worry. And I was like, damn, dude, like I the
0: more hearing you talk about lyrics like this, the more I feel I should have been I should have been there for you more these last <laughs> several years. I'm
1: <laughs> like, did you need to reach out to me all those times we'd just be in the dorm laughing? <laughs> No, man, everything's fine. Everything's fine. No, I don't <laughs> read that as like a as like a down lyric, though, like like saying love is worry. Like, yeah, man, if you love someone, you worry about them. If someone loves you, they worry about you, you know? Like, that's, it's kind of sweet. And also, just to bring it around full circle, we joked at the beginning, the album's called Worry, period. It's telling us to worry. No, no, no. Love is worry. The album is instructing us to love. Oh man! Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Oh. All right. So now that I've now that I've expressed emotions, which I mean I can't believe I've done, um, "Perfect Sound Whatever." I thought it was a really good closer. It's kind of anthemic. Um, you know, I felt attacked when he says "Perfect" always takes so long because it don't exist. I mean, as a procrastinating perfectionist, you know, like that's why everything I try to do takes so long. <laughs> Jeff's figured it out (laughs) uh yeah man so that was a lot of that was a lot of Rosenstock to talk about 17 tracks um but uh it was quite a journey and I was happy to to go through it with you same do you have any closing statements
0: now this is really um (laughs) I really like and this is like you were saying, like, see his live stuff. I was watching some of his live stuff, like he has a his set from pitchfork like twenty seventeen is on the YouTube, and it's funny because he's one of those people where when he performs live he's he sounds much worse. he sounds significantly worse because he's already you know, and it's fine because he's not like a strong vocalist, which is okay, but then it's like if you know that and you're listening to some of his tunes, you're like, ooh, like this is really fast. And if you're playing guitar and you're out of breath, you're going to be yeah, skipping right. a lot of words. So then when you watch him live, that happens frequently. And But he's so just stoked and moving around, yeah. which is great because, one, the energy is amazing. Two, the energy helps distract that he has moved away from the mic and you can't hear him.
1: <laughs> So. i was gonna say I, I i don't know how much of a, ma- of a matter of like him missing vo- uh lyrics it is but like yeah he's jumping around so much like he, his mouth is not at the microphone and <laughs> you just you just miss a lot yeah, of he that.
0: needs like one of the, he needs like a madonna headset
1: mic. <laughs> oh man phil collins hell yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> what you any closing thoughts i just love this album i so the way i chose this for the show once again, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna tell you something that will not surprise you, but will make, will lessen your opinion of me, so I was, (laughs) this is so embarrassing, I was looking for inspiration for what song, what albums to pick, so of course I pulled up the spreadsheet where I keep track of albums I've checked out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I know this exists, so you're still at the same level of hatred.
1: Oh, I, I told you about this. Oh, yes. Did I mention it on the show, or no? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. But, but now yeah, I, so. I'm
0: glad there are more witnesses.
1: So yeah, I had initially checked this out sometime last year and like, I think I liked it, but like, I didn't like come back to it, but then like in listening to it, like the past week, like, I don't know. It's really hitting me more right now. I love it. I think it's fantastic. I got to check out the rest of his stuff ASAP. Cause uh, yeah, I think Mr. Rosenstock is right up my alley. So I think it's the time of the show where we, where we rate this album.
0: Um, low-key what are you thinking were you gonna come at us and be like what are you gonna give it out of five rows and stocks
1: <laughs> um i actually i was a bad boy and i forgot to think about um uh rating scales do you have anything um, you're better at that than me anyway let's see
0: what if we did uh, uh how many glocks would you give it <laughs> glocks as
1: in glockenspiel <laughs> how many glockenspiels um i think andy and i always feel on the spot like i like my ratings are uh, skewed one way or the other like i was thinking maybe i rated the internet a smidge too high but that's okay that it stands um i think i'm gonna give this a five i think it's fantastic i think it's damn near perfect in my opinion um like it's like what it's like a perfect album for me so yeah five glockenspiels out of five
0: I was going to give this four glockenspiels, but I can't be, I I can't give something that means this much to you, that much praise. So I'll bump it down to three and a half glockenspiels. Um, That's still a lot of glocks. That's so many glockenspiels. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was, I I think I just need to live with it more and then it would probably bump it up to four. Um, But yeah, I think it's a good album. Uh anything that i hated about it would just be like nitpicky i mean mm. you know like again the songs i did not like were neutral there was no song where yeah. i was like this is fucking stupid
1: well i'm really happy to hear that it it seems to have gone over much better than my pick for episode one uh, better oblivion
0: yeah and my pick for episode two is really good you're just really stupid um
1: I gave it a three and a half out of five. I think. I, I guess. Same... I guess we're on the same. You know, we're on the same page. <laughs> I mean, I, I liked it. I, I think I did. Maybe come across more negative than I intended on the episode, but um, I did. I did like the record. Yeah, I heard.
0: I heard several songs like after we recorded that where it's so sexual in nature, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Ooh, I need to send these to Steve." I never did.
1: Speaking of music, for you to send to Steve. <laughs> segue. Uh, Real you... good. Nice. Have you selected an album for me and our listeners to listen to in advance of our next episode? So I'm really pissed again because
0: I was going to try and just give you stuff that was like toe in the line. You more or less would maybe like it, but probably wouldn't. But now that I like this, I feel pressure to actually try and give you something you like. But the only things I made on this list (laughs) were like not ones I know you would have. (laughs) Um, Take a
1: chance. You never know.
0: This time, I want you to do Shadow Theater by Tigran Hamasian.
1: Two questions. Is it theater spelled T-R-E or T-E-R?
0: T-E-R. And who's it by? Tigran, T-I-G-R-A-N, Hamasian, H-A-M-A-S-Y-A-N.
1: I've not heard of this artist. Do you want to give me a quick, like, two-sentence teaser for what I'm in for? Tigran Hamasian is an Armenian jazz
0: pianist who blends jazz, Armenian folk, and prog rock into his personal compositions.
1: That sounds really intriguing. I, I think I you're, gu-
0: you're going to have thoughts. I don't know if you will like this, but I think you will have thoughts on every track.
1: I'm excited for that. I don't know anything about... I mean, I like folk music in general. I don't know anything about Armenian folk music. I like prog rock. Uh I like pianos. You say as a pianist, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Uh, so I will ooh. say though, this
0: <laughs> is uh this is a jazz album, more or less. So okay. I say that to say the tracks are longer. <laughs> so, you know, probably won't get as many listens per per track as we are accustomed.
1: <laughs> Thanks for the heads up. Awesome. Uh well yeah, I am excited to listen to it. And dear listener, please listen to Shadow Theatre by Tigran Hamasian uh, in the next I don't know week and a half from when you're hearing this. I don't know when we're recording the next episode, but you should if you got thoughts, communicate with us in a way. You can email us at upnextspam at gmail.com. We are on Instagram at do you know Andy? Up,
0: Um is it up next dot pod? Does that sound
1: right? That does sound right, yes. And we are at anchor.fm slash upnextmusic. So, you know, these are ways that you can find us. You can You can take information from your mind and communicate it to us via text. If you have an album
0: you would like both Steve and I to listen to, sign up on our Patreon. There's and then, no and There's then no we will do
1: it yeah you just have to venmo us <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously we're open to recommendations and uh you know maybe we'll make you come on the show to uh talk to us about it emphasis on make you <laughs> yeah well uh andy before we sign off do you want to plug your stuff yeah feel free to
0: hit me up on andrew underscore on underscore drums that's my twitter you can find me on my personal instagram which is andrew john baldwin you can also hire me for my musical services hit me up at andrew baldwin percussion.com
1: well andy that, that feels like a podcast are we done here i think we're done here all right bye everybody goodbye I want to say I'm just paranoid, but I'm not.